This is Open Encounters. Hear the voices of the people who have crossed the Mediterranean Sea. Now they're on their next journey of settling their lives in Italy and beyond. Their voices on Open Encounters from migrants of the Mediterranean. So I was just thinking, what will I do now? Because I don't have anything to do. I don't know have anybody to call as my own. No, nothing to do. They just came, they say I should leave the camp. No place to go. I can't pack my things and stay in this uh, train station. So I mean, I not you, call. you went to the train station? Yeah. It's Open Encounters and it's Christmas Eve. To those who celebrate Merry Christmas Eve and Merry Christmas tomorrow, and to those who don't, happiest of holiday seasons to you, including all of our Muslim friends here who are listening and who have been guests on this podcast and who have been profiled on Migrants of the Mediterranean. Happy holidays. Now, today we speak with Richard from Nigeria. I've linked his original journey story at the top of the podcast page on the site so you can meet him again. In the photo I took of him in Lampedusa in April 2017, he is melancholic and sort of huddled against the wind in the big puffy coat donated to him after rescue and arrival. The Lampedusa uniform, as we joked here in our conversation today. On arrival, everyone's wearing the same thing. The same outfit, navy blue tracksuit and big puffy coat that absolutely disguises their real personalities. So it was a real shock and completely amazing to see Richard more than two years later on our reunion in Pisa, Italy, looking totally renewed, happy, and just like a normal part of society. This visit was awesome. We met at the train station in Pisa, the city that's west of Florence, and famous for its leaning tower. And yes, he took me to see the leaning tower of Pisa. My first time seeing it, and it was 100% the best day I had had in months. I saw Italy through Africa, with Richard as my tour guide, who knew the city well because he's been staying in neighboring Ponte d'Era and Livorno for years already. I got an insider's glimpse of this city that I found charming and elegant, and really lively too for its tourism there. We pushed up against the crowds that numbered people from all over the world and got our snap of us holding up the tower too. It was hilarious, it was awesome. It was absolutely the best, most fun day in Italy in a long time. And I owe that to Richard. To Richard who's listening, thank you for that awesome day and thank you for our conversation here today. Our holiday fundraiser is still underway and in its final stretch. Make your donation. We need you. This episode reaches you on Christmas Eve, so let your donation count as a last-minute gift toward a cause that matters, humanity. You help us keep telling stories like Richard's. Every dollar really counts. We'll be rallying until the new year, but you know, you can donate anytime. Go to the site, www.migrantsofthemed.com, and click the donate button. Your contribution keeps this work going. It helps me keep producing the human stories you hear here on the Open Encounters podcast and in the writing and photo documentation you see on the site. So please donate for the holiday season and share it with your friends. Let more of the world see these hashtag amazing human beings. Thank you. Now, here is me and Richard in Pisa, Italy. We saw the leaning tower of Pisa. Amazing. It was amazing. So in Pisa in October 2019, me and Richard from Nigeria in conversation. I did not have any idea when I arrived in Pisa. You didn't know about the Leaning Tower? 
No, no, no. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've saw the tower, but I didn't know, I don't know how to put it. I didn't know what it means. Right, 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 right. What it means, but it's very beautiful. And you've been there a few times already? Yeah. It's like normal for you? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. it's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, me too, me too. So let me. So let's talk about this. I just saw you, Richard, for the first time in yeah. over two years. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> it's wow. It's, it's nice to meet you and see you again. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's wow. It's awesome for did, me to see you again. Did you think that we would see each other after that time no, on Lampedusa? No, I don't even think. I don't even think so. But it's just surprisingly that I saw you. And it was you, just amazing. It's so it is so amazing. What did you think when even when we were on Lampedusa and I approached you? What, who did you think that I was and like what would happen? Did you ever anticipate well, this? Uh, when when we met before at uh, Lampedusa, I thought you are one of those uh, what is it called? A journalist. Yeah, yeah. You knew I was a journalist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know you are a journalist. I thought you were sent by those Italian people that rescued us to come You did? Italy. Yeah. You thought I was a that is part what, of the government? It, yeah. Uh, that and is you what trusted I, me still? No, I trusted you. Wow. I trusted you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't sure I would hear from you again because I don't remember how much time it was from when you left Lampedusa until now. But, I mean, because I mean, you found me on... Facebook or yeah. I don't remember with Facebook. Yeah, that is how I met you. So I now message you on on Facebook. It's so cool. Like, cause honestly, a lot of the time when I, I think I've told you this, when I after I leave people on Lampedusa, I'm not sure if I'm gonna hear from them again or see them again. Yeah, yeah. And when it had been a lot of time before I had seen you and talked to you, yeah. I thought, well, that's that. But I was always wondering about you. Wow. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All I had was the picture in your puppy jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say that. Uh, you can call it my uniform. Your uniform. <laughs> the uniform. Yeah. The Lampedusa yeah, uniform. uniform. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you when you left Lampedusa, uh, we talked. When you said that you are going for holiday, something like that, you want to see your parents and. Oh, was I going back to see my parents yes, after yeah. that? Okay, yeah. yeah. That is when we... Yeah, that's right. I went. I did go to visit them after that trip. Yeah, that is when we talked last. Yeah, okay. I chat last. Okay. And then, so after Lampedusa, you went to... You said you stopped in Agrigento, Sicily. Is that right? Yeah. After I left uh, Lampedusa, I went to Agrigento in Suculiana. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, in Suculiana before, after Agrigento Suculiana. Okay. A lot of guys go out yeah. to that camp. And and how much time did you spend there? I spent six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay, now wait a minute. Now you had a different experience too of why you spent so much time in yeah. Agrigento. Because most people will spend sometimes just a few days or yeah. a day yeah. and then go onward to their next city. But you were there for six months, which is a really long time. So. Yeah. What was the deal that was happening of why they kept you there? Uh, okay, it's just because I have some issue at courts. The issue with the courts, uh, and uh, that was uh, around uh, the traffickers? Yeah, 
I have some, I have an issue in court, so I need to present myself okay. as a witness. Okay, right. So that's why I spend much time in Agrigento. And so, and then, and so, tell that story. What, wh why were you uh, called as a witness, and who were these traffickers? Uh, we were one of the, we are, we were the victims. And they were, they were on the same boat as you. Yeah. And so they, so the police knew. They wanted your testimony about that. Yeah. what they had done. Yeah. They said I should, they need my testimony, I should testify because I'm one of the witnesses, so I need to wait for the court order Okay. before they can take me from Agrigento to the next place they, are, they, they used to, they can transfer me to. Oh my God, and what were you thinking like when this was going on? Like, did you ever expect to be in a court hearing about one of the traffickers who actually brought you mm, into it, Italy? It was just, it was somehow because I just arrived Italy, not quite to three, three months, I started attending court. It's somehow to me. Yeah. It's just somehow, and because the country, the, the, the country, the Italy, this Italy, yeah. I've not spent close to six months, but uh, three months, mm -hmm. I've started entering courts. Three months? Yeah. In, started in entering uh, in the courts and facing the judiciary. Okay. Talking to the judge mm -hmm. one on one. It's like, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say it. It's just like, it's a privilege. For me. Ah, to witness everything. Yeah, to how witness it how it's go in the countryside. That's interesting. Yeah, that is kind of like an interesting education that you get about yeah. the process. Yeah. So few people see that anyway. Even mm. Italians, I bet, don't really understand the judicial process in the same way that you do. Interesting. That, that is it. And so, what happened to those traffickers that were um, whose case was being heard in Agrigento? Mm. Definitely, before the court proceed, uh, first of all, be in a reminding in the prison. They reminded them in prison. They're in prison now. Yeah, they are still in prison now. And now they have sentenced them in prison now. What is the term of the prison term? What is the prison term? Mm, depend on what my lawyer told me. Mm -hmm. My lawyer said that they have sentenced them to life in prison. That's incredible. Life and imprisonment. Do you know where they're from, those traffickers? Mm, one of them is from Nigeria and one of them is from Ghana. From Ghana? Yeah. And Nigeria. Wow, do you think a lot of people arrive here with the experience of their traffickers being at their side? Yeah. They do? Uh, yeah, a lot of people. And a lot of people that even heard that we hand over those two people to the police custody in Italy. Many of them were happy. They were even saying that I wish they can go to court and testify on their own. You know, they, they have the opportunity to go to court and testify against those people they can do. Because how badly they were hurt. Yeah. It's very bad. They, are, they, was very, they, are, they was very bad. They don't have sympathy on human, a fellow human like them. They, they, were not, they were not doing good. How long were those traffickers with you? Just when you left Sabrata on the boat or before? Mm, before I left, the, before I went to Sabrata, everything started at Saba mm -hmm. in Libya. Ah, uh, in Saba, yeah. the desert. Yeah. 
So you were with them a long time, those guys. Yeah, I was, I was detained for like three months before I, I finally called my people to pay the ransom of uh, 480,000 naira in our currency. Oh my God. Uh -huh, to, yeah, I remember to them. that. To them before I was released. That is how everything goes. Mm. I am my sister. Your but, si yeah, your sister too. Uh, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, I lost my sister in the journey. I remember that, Richard. That was really tough. Um, I lost my sister in the journey. I was only me one that finally gets to Italy now. But I, I still thank God for my life. Yeah. Because if not for God, to God be the glory, I'm still alive. Do you still have those moments in your mind of when you were in Libya? Yeah, it's a remarkable moment. I can't forget. I can't forget it why because is what happened to he said what happened to his man is equal to a man. What happened to me is just equal to me also. Because I can't forget it's still in my memory. Right. Yeah. That is it. Well last time when I saw you in Lampedusa, you said that you did not tell your mom about, about your my sister. sister. Yeah, but I've told her finally. How's your mom hearing yeah. that news? Uh, because why I didn't tell my mom, I had lost my father in that okay. process. So I can't tell my mom I lost my sister mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and she, she, lost, uh, she lost mm -hmm. her husband. The thing will be so, somehow to her. Yeah. That's why I just keep the secret between me mm -hmm. and my brother. But finally, after the burial of my father, myself I don't, mm -hmm. and I told her everything the way I lost her. So she was crying. I just tell her to just come imagine that as far as she's hearing from me, yeah. I'm still alive. So she should not worry. Yeah. And it should just put everything on me. Definitely what the rest of them could not able to do for her, I will try and do it for her. For her to be happy. That is it. Wow. I just try to console her mind yeah. down for she to but I know I know she's she always think about it. Yeah. For her to lose four children is her somehow too. no husband. So four children and with Osman five uh, five people That's is somehow yeah. that is just that is it. Do you it's not advertising. For me, myself. Do you, do you think you're going to see your mom again? Yeah, definitely. I would like to see her again. Do you think you will? Ah, yeah, for sure. You, what about your passport situation? Because you, uh, that you is, think they're going to settle that? Uh, that is what I will try to fist up. Yeah, yeah. Very, very soon. Now, that is uh, dependent also on your documents with Italy, right? Yeah. Passport renewal. So. You have right now, is it one year documents? Yeah. Yeah, I have one year documents now. And and with, so that, go ahead. Um, with that one year, without passport, I can't go back to go and renew mm -hmm. it. And without working contracts. Right. And I can't renew also. Because you're having trouble finding work. Yeah. Well, the problem is that to get work in Italy is very hard. 
it's not an easy job to get a job in Italy. It's very hard. And you don't have work. How can you have a working contract? Right. It's impossible. Right. So, right. I mean, you have to have the contract to be considered legitimate by the Italian government when it comes to receiving yeah, extended document. documents, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So, again, yeah, if you don't have that, then you're stuck in this uh, feedback loop of yeah. not getting anywhere. Um, so what are you doing for work now just to keep up? Are you doing anything? Um, for now, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm not doing anything. For now, I'm just sharing my CV, or record curriculum, oh, yeah, yeah. all over every place that I can oh, get. Oh, really? Yeah. You're just a, send, dropping off your resume to say, hello, yeah. I'm yeah. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is, is a Ready CV. Ready for work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dropping it all over the engines here at uh, okay. the area I'm here. But none of them are able to call me, you have the, no you have job or whatever. And, and then, so your living situation, you're no longer living in the housing camp in Livorno, which is just outside of Pisa here, where yeah. we're speaking. Yeah. And you're living instead in now an apartment? Yeah, I'm living in uh, an apartment with a, a friend. Uh-huh. Also Nigerian? Yeah, also in Nigeria. So I'm living with him and we are just paying together to make sure we pay the rent of uh, the apartment. Is it is it do you share a bedroom? Mm, yeah. You do. So yeah. how much does it cost every month to stay in that apartment? So the room we sleep pay two 150 euro. 250 euros yeah. a month for a month. the three rooms. Yeah. Kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, yeah. shared bedroom. Each, each room. Okay. Each, each room, 250 euro. So in total, it's 500 euros. Yeah. And are you able to make that money? You're, you said that you had, um, before you were going to the supermarket? Mm, when the, first of all, when they drove me away from the camp, I don't have place to stay. Mm-hmm. So I now went to a pastor as a father to me. In, ah. He's just like a father to me because he's my spiritual father. Okay, yeah, so cool. you made friends in your church community yeah. and they started helping you with housing when you first left. Yeah, yeah. When you got kicked out of your housing camp. Yeah. What, did you, when you got kicked out of your housing camp, the, that time, how long ago was that? Like mm. last year? It was when I left the camp. Yeah. It was early this year, uh, January. April. April of 2018? Yeah, 2019. 2019. Yeah, I left the camp. So what, did, what were you thinking in that moment when you found out you had to leave your housing, you didn't have work, and you were facing the prospect of being homeless? What did uh, you think about? I mean, what did you think you would do? My, for me, so I was just thinking, what would I do now? Because I don't have anything to do. I don't know have anybody to call as my own. No, nothing to do. They just came. They say I should leave the camp. No place to go. I can't pack my things and stay in this train uh, station. So I, mean, I not call. You, you went to the train station. Yeah. So I not called my. Did you actually stay a night in the train station? Ah, 
I stay in this train station for some hours. Okay, so you stayed for a few hours? Yeah, for some hours. Before I now call my spiritual father, okay. my pastor, okay. see what is happening to me. I don't have a place to stay. So you now call some of the person that I'm with now. Mm-hmm. You now call that one that that one should come and pick me up so from the train station. Okay. That is how I went to Livuno. Uh, okay, so you were here in. You were not here in Pisa, you were in what was the other in, name of the town? In Potodera. Okay. At Potodera's train station, he came to right. pick me from okay. Potodera's train station. And then brought you to Livorno? No, take me to Livorno. Okay, got it. Oh my gosh, that's so lucky that you yeah. had this person who could help you. Uh, it's not, it's God. Because I wish I didn't call my pastor. My, my own suggestion was should just leave the country and go to other country because there was no really? document. Then they, they, they have not able to give me the documents. Uh-huh. So you didn't have your one-year documents at that no, point? No. How is it that they kicked you out of housing and but didn't finish your asylum case yet? How, how did they have the authority uh, to do that? The, the, prob- the, problem that, the problem is that when they transferred me to this place in Puntodera, uh-huh. the organization Anera organization. I was the I was in organization of Anera. Okay. As I came newly, I told I told them that I am a salon seeker. I need to seek for a salon. They respond to me that uh, as far as the Italian government have already said in the courts, they should give me documents mm-hmm. and they should give me protection. I don't even need to seek for an asylum again. Definitely, they will give me the documents. So, if I seek for asylum, it's document they are going to give me. I didn't seek for asylum; they give me document. Is it not the same? I said yes, it's the same. But I would like to seek for asylum. They said no. Okay. I should not worry. So they were saying because the the deal is basically that you had already done it in Italy, so you can't yeah do it somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. And if you want, if you left though, is there a place where you, a country that you prefer to go to, that you want to go to? Mm, the, if I really... Or do I'm, you like Italy now? Mm, it's not that. Italy is good. Italy is good, but just that there is no job. Uh, that is just the problem. How are you... Um, fitting in here in terms of like the society are you making Italian friends are you finding people um, being open to you or what is your experience with people uh, my, my little experience with people is that they said traveling is part of education the way people are behaving in the region in this region uh-huh. is quite different for the way people are uh, behaving in uh, a Sicilian region. Okay, so you see a difference between uh, Sicily is and Tuscany yeah. here? There is different. Yeah. What, what, what do you encounter? Have you encountered, um, like, I mean, have people been friendly to you? Have people been mean to you? What has it been like? I mean, what, what specifically uh, has happened to help to make you make that judgment between Sicily and Tuscany? Uh, is that in in this uh, Tuscana region? Let me just say, they are uh, most of them are racist. Uh, they use the color to 
uh, discriminate. Let me put it in that way. They use the color. Uh, this one is narrow. Uh, this one is narrow. This one is uh, this one is white. This one is black. They use the color to differentiate each other as a racist issue. And people have said, have they like said names to you? Hmm? Have people called you names? What uh, what normal name they call is Nero, black man. They, they can say Nero, black man. And a black a black man is a black man. A black man cannot hide himself. A white man is also a white man. A white man cannot hide himself. But in this region, it's somehow, it's somehow. What do you for, think for, when you for encounter that? For example, yeah, let yeah. me give you an example. For example, you went to enter a Pullman bus. Uh -huh. A Pullman bus, you just sit with a white lady or a, a white guy that is a racist. He may stand up from there and go and sit other other place. But things like that does not happen in places like uh, Sicily. No, I didn't experience those things in Sicily. It's just this region that I experienced those kind of things. Have you lived in other regions in Italy or just Tuscany and Sicily? Mm, when I when I was in this uh, what is it called in this Toscana region, I still make I make a visit to a friend at Milano. Ah, you went I, to Milano. Yeah, uh, I make a visit to a friend at Torino. Torino. Yeah. Traveled a lot around, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> just those people we came together. Uh -huh. We were together in the same boat. So the people you went to visit, you were all in the same boat. Yeah. So you've kept friends with the people you yeah. traveled with and yeah. on the wait, but let's call it its real name, Lapalapa. <laughs> yeah, Lapalapa. <laughs> the people that we traveled together on Lapalapa. Wait, is wait, it. wait. Can we just? I I have to just say this for the people listening too because. This word, Lapa Lapa, has been a mystery and you've revealed it to me. And so initially I thought the word when people would say it to me Lampa was Lapa Lapa, as in La, the, Palapa, whatever that meant, I didn't know. But I thought it was like an Arabic term or some hybrid term, I didn't know. Then I was talking to some Gambians over the past few months and they said, no, no, Lapa Lapa, that's what, that's what the Nigerians call it. That's what they call the rubber boat. The rubber boat is this, the Lapa Lapa, that's, that's what Nigerians have always called it. So we just called it that too. But then you said yeah. that it means, explain the term, it means laugh, uh, uh, laugh, like laugh. Uh, <laughs> laugh, uh, like laugh to laugh. Lampa Lampa, it's just like, let me use something as an example. <laughs> it's just like a balloon. Yeah, the boat, the rubber boat, the, the balloon. Rub, the rubber boat. Yeah. It's just like a balloon. So. When uh, when somebody sits inside, yeah, open his leg, uh -huh. other person will come inside. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah. As you sit down now, I will sit down here. Right. I will open leg. Other person will sit right. inside. Right. That is how. So it's lap to lap. One La person sitting directly in front of the uh -huh. other, directly in front of the other, yeah. directly in front of the other. That's why they call Basically, him Basically, lap to lap. lap. <laughs> that is why. They, that is how they call him Lampa Lampa. You Nigerians got the best terms for... <laughs> <laughs> if you look, when we were in the ghetto, maybe we were in prison. In uh, Sarata uh, and in Tripoli. In, in uh, Libya. 
the way they sleep, they call him Lampa Lampa also. Really? Yeah. The way they sleep in the prison, they call it Lampa Lampa. If someone sleeps straight, yeah. the other one will close him. Okay, it's like a spooning, like everyone's like kind of like lined up right and next to each other. There will not be a space. There will, no, really? no space. <laughs> and just on the floor of the compound that you stay in in Libya. If you, if you, if you sleep, as, uh, maybe you sleep to the right hand side. Uh -huh. That is how you will sleep till the day will break. You can't turn to left because someone is on your back. That's why they call him Lampa Lampa. Sorry, to get back to this too, you said that the people who are on your boat, you still know. And they're in Torino and Milano. Yeah, yeah. This is incredible. And so you know, and so did you know those people before you got on the boat? Mm, some of them, we were together in the same situation like this. We were together in the same situation. What happened to me in uh, Libya also happened to them. But you all stayed in touch though, that's so great. Oh, we, we, we stay in touch together. And how does everybody look? Because I ask because when I saw you, when I walked up to the train station today, yeah. a couple hours ago, I recognized you instantly. I said, well, that's Richard, even though I haven't seen him in well, two no and time. a half years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I recognized you instantly, but you look so different. And you look... You look, you look happy. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word, but when I think about the, uh, when I think about how I saw you on Lampedusa, which was just, you know, weeks after you arrived, I mean, you looked really sad then. Well, at Lampedusa then, I was, I was in many, I was on, I was on stress. But now I'm just trying to, wipe those things out away from my mind yeah. for me to just continue up with my life mm -hmm. and that's why i just like to be happy and when i saw you for the first time <laughs> in the train station it was just like ah wow it was like a ah. movie it it's like more than more than a movie it's more it's more than a movie so it's just like a surprise that i i don't even expect that ah i will jump pamela at train station the funniest part of it, you, you are the one that tapped me. <laughs> you are the one that recognized. Yeah, yeah, I came up and tapped your <sighs> shoulder. So you make me, you make my day. Was you make my day okay today? Ah, uh, you I made know, my see, day today too. See, for you real. made my day okay. I was it's so very happy to see. I can't believe that I know you still. I, like I said, I really, I didn't know if I would see you again. I can't believe it. Wow, it's, it's a great day. It's Richard, a great day. It's an amazing day. It's magic, isn't it? It's an amazing day. It's magic that we know each other from the vastly different places that we're from. An American mm -hmm. in New York City and a Nigerian. To, uh, and meet each other <laughs> in, in Italy at Lampedusa. On Lampedusa Island. Oh. In the middle of the sea. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And then we got to see the Leaning power, Tower of Pisa together. No, we are not nice. Tower of Pisa. That's that great. Richard, I want to thank great. you so much for talking to me. No, I, like, I want to thank you also for being there. For me, for me to even see you one more, one more time. One more time. Be, it's a privilege for me to see you one more time. It's a privilege for me too. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'll see much. you again. I, I hope that. You will. We'll uh, see yeah, each other I hope again. That.
As far as we have already seen, I hope we, we may see again we in good heads. That's, that's what's up. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Open Encounters from Migrants of the Mediterranean. You can follow Migrants of the Mediterranean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you like Open Encounters, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Open Encounters is produced, written, and edited by me, Pamela Kirpius. Editorial and outreach by Nick O'Connell. Music by Giovanni Escalera. To read every story and to donate to humanitarian storytelling, go to migrantsofthemed.com. That's migrantsofthemed.com.